What's up, Owl Nation? It is October 30th. I'm Jay Tiriano alongside Ken Sweeten. Ken, how are you? Doing great, GT. The snowy October 30th. Yeah. A snowy uh, evening or day for Mischief Night tonight. Halloween Eve. Yes. Halloween Eve. Halloween. It, was, it was Hell Night when I was a kid. It was called Hell Night when I was a kid. Really? Mischief Night, yeah, but I guess for us bad kids, we call it Hell, we call it hell Night. Yeah, I, I always called it Mischief Night. Right. Um, I've been out once, and it wasn't my thing. Yeah. It wasn't my thing. We never did anything destructive. We had some kids that did some stuff, but... You just did the toilet paper. The toilet paper is harmless. It actually kind of looks nice. TP, some pranks, you know, nothing destructive, but... Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, going to be a different Halloween this year, obviously. Yeah, it's... um. A little disappointing, you know. I, I got a I got a little one at home. I got a I got a, a soon to be five year old next week, and she's a little disappointed. We're not we're not doing anything. We we're going to keep it in the neighborhood. Uh, we have a couple teachers that live on the street, so they they asked that that we shut it down. So not really a Halloween, but we're we're doing uh, we're doing an alternative, just kind of dropping off little gift bags and stuff, Halloween gift bags. I'm sure your daughter will still get hooked up with some candy, Ken. Right? Nah, she's gonna be fine. Her between <laughs> between her mom and her grandma, there, there's already candy all over the house. So nice. Now I have to ask: Is there a costume? What's the costume? She's still gonna dress up. She is going as her favorite superhero. It's kind of an obscure superhero. It's a Netflix superhero, but she's into uh, the show uh, about Ladybug. That the character's name is Ladybug. That's awesome. She's a great superhero, uh, and she's she's fired up. She's got her outfit, and she's ready to go. Yeah. Well, happy Halloween to all our listeners out there. Were you a big Halloween guy when when you were younger? Um, I mean. Not a big Halloween guy. I never got into the costumes per se, but I can definitely put back some candy. So I was that was always the best part for me is getting eaten the candy. Right, right. How about now when you get older? You, you know, uh, you know, I'm not married too, too guy. Much. You, you ever do the couple thing? Like there are any couple Halloween parties? You know, yeah, I've been to only one since I've been married, and we were. Um, I was Forrest Gump, and my wife was Jenny. That that's, was the costume. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. It was pretty easy too. Yeah, we went as Lois and Peter Griffin one year. That's a good one, Family Guy. That's a good one too. It was big time, big time, big hit. Good stuff. Did you watch the football game last night? The uh, Carolina Panthers Atlanta Falcon game at all? I didn't watch the game last night, but I, I feel like we got to talk about the World Series a little bit. Yeah, Kevin I, Cash, tough call there. One of the one of the better World Series I've ever seen. I wouldn't go that far, but it was a good World Series. It was a great series. It was solid. Had, had all the, had a lot of drama, a little back and forth. It did. You're right. You know, controversial play at the end of game five there. Big, yeah, big that was heads a up wild base play. Kevin Cash, though, game game six, that's tough. That's going to be yeah. a tough pill to swallow for but, a long time. You know, he followed the analytics, and that's what they, they're known for, and he stuck with the playbook. So, What about Justin Turner? How do you feel about the Justin Turner situation? Uh, it's, a, it's a tough one. Um, it's interesting that, you know, it came back mid-game, and he got removed mid-game. It, it, it's tough, though. I know... You know, I know he was in the picture post-game. It's tough because you look at it from an athlete standpoint. You work your whole life to host that championship trophy, and, you know, you wanted to get in the picture with with his club. But uh, that's a tough situation. We'll see how MLB handles it. I mean, it's debatable. The Dodgers Dodgers should have been in there the last two years. The last two years. This is, this is you know, two years, three years you're working towards getting to it and fighting through this pandemic and everything they have to go through to, to stay on the field. And then you get to that point. I'm not going to say that I agree with him doing it, but no. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I agree. I'm I'm with you on that. Definitely uh, a tough situation. But congrats to the L.A. Dodgers on hoisting the trophy and MLB for getting through the season during these tough times. 
Are we ready to introduce our guest today? Let's do it. Nigel Green, senior on the men's track team. Nigel, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. How you guys doing today? Doing great. Doing great. AKA Bullet Train. The Bullet Train. What a nickname. What a nickname. Can you tell us about the nickname? How did it come about? Um, so I've always had a um you know, huge passion for um trains in general, but then um, you know, of course my favorite kinds of trains are, you know, trains that can, you know, move fast. So, you know, bullet that's what bullet trains are, you know, known for. Um I figured that, you know, if I can, you know, when I come up in the sport of track, I said, right, I got to have a nickname that kind of just stands out. So I love trains. They run on tracks. I run on the track. I like to run fast. <laughs> you put the two together. It makes I mean, sense. I mean, then you call it a uh, bullet train. So that's what I've uh, called myself since. Did you did you call yourself that in high school at Southern? When did when did you pick that nickname up? Um, it was around my junior year in high school. High school, great year because I used to uh, actually call myself uh, Moving Grooving. Moving and Grooving, I like that. Yeah, yeah Moving Grooving. It's almost like a Walt <laughs> Frazier thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Swishing so. and dishing, Moving and Grooving. I like that. Right, just uh, you like to keep it smooth, you know. So, um, not that bullet trains aren't smooth either, but you know. So, but you know, now that I stick with that name, so um, hopefully it uh, carries on. To yeah. the rest of the world or something. I said to Coach Wallen one day, I said that there might be top 10 nicknames of all time. That's a good nickname. There, it's in my top 10. And he laughed and he went, Nigel knows more about trains than anybody I've ever met in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where did the passion come from? Like, w- w- you know, tell us how the passion, you know, started. I can't, like, every time I get asked this question, it's hard to answer because I be honest i tell everybody this i don't know like <laughs> <laughs> like i was two years old and i just started uh i remember as you could see right here i was playing the very first train simulator since i was two years old so i was flying trains up and down the um northeast corridor which is um between boston and washington uh dc so i was flying the uh, the first bullet train that america ever brought to this country in a simulator from uh, philadelphia to washington dc i was just flying that thing up and down when I was two years old, and then it just went on there since. I just love trains forever after that. So you've been driving a train simulator for since you were two years old? Yes. That's amazing. That is awesome. <laughs> I mean, normally normally a two-year-old would just play with the trains on the track, you know, Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. Nigel's been doing the simulator since he was two. That's impressive. And for the listeners out there, he's got it pulled up on his laptop right now. Yes, I do. He's so, going to show us a little bit about it. So this is the modern one now, actually. So um, as you can see, these are some of the um, the old some of the trains that you see nowadays. You see the, um, this one right here. Now what's that train? Because remember, the listeners can't 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 see. Okay, so this one is you know current. <laughs> if anyone has riding the Amtrak train now, you've probably seen this before. It's uh, called the ACS sixty four. So that stands for the ACS stands for Amtrak City Sprinter. Okay. So it's the newer the newer locomotive that um, that uh, conducts eighty six hundred horsepower, also wow. known as eight thousand six hundred horsepower. So it can take an eighteen car train and accelerate to one hundred twenty five miles an hour in less than ninety seconds. And what if what have you been clocked at? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I would like to say I've ran at speeds like that, but the uh, human body can only do so much. Right, you know right. the you know an elite sprinter at the highest level will at least clock around twenty five, twenty six miles an hour, while Usain Bolt world record holder clocked twenty seven point four four miles an hour. But it looks way faster than that by illusion. So it's like almost like he's running faster than a, a, a car by mo- by most sense. So I don't I don't know. So, um, 
Yeah, it's a definitely uh, it's a great experience. So like you know the rail community is like it's very it's very uh, welcoming too and stuff like that. There's a lot to trains that people don't even know. So if I can, if I don't, if anybody would you know like to be educated on it one day or something like that, I think that everybody should be educated on trains too because you might know there's some things you might want to know that uh, some people don't even know about them. Is this a career aspiration for you? Definitely. So, you know, um, depending on how my track career goes, if, you know, it doesn't go as, as expected because, you know, sometimes uh, reality and life can get in the way. So I'm always prepared for that. Um, definitely want to get into the um, to the management system of it. So um, I can, you know, definitely uh, bring more uh, reli- reliable um, rail infrastructure to this country, just like you see in countries like France or Japan or Germany. You know, yeah. I, I'm right with you, man. I, I've said it awesome. for years, like how how revolutionized this company, this country would be with the introduction of, of a, of a, like a full rail system, like a, like a state to state full rail system we across the that, country. We used to have that back in our day. Like right. we was, we were ahead of countries like Japan, you know, all over Europe and stuff like that, that, you know, uh, the UK, like we were, they were, they were kind of like when they, when we were on top, they were kind of building, they were kind of experimenting how to bring that to their countries. While when we brought cars and planes over here and that became more of the norm, all the railroad companies that everybody knew back from the 30s, 40s, 50s went bankrupt and shut down. You never saw them again. Yeah. And that's how Amtrak got formed, and now it's government-owned, so it barely makes any money that it is. It's just a company that's just there to keep trains just moving, I guess. Huh? So it's um, it's that's not really how – I don't think that's how it should be at all. So uh, fun fact, if you didn't know why Amtrak tickets cost so much money for anybody who rides it, Metro, they have to pay Metro North, which is between the sections of New, uh, New Haven and, you know, New York. They have to, because Metro North owns the tracks. Amtrak is just running on it. So they have to pay Metro North to run their trains wow. on the track. And that inflates the ticket price of when you ride Amtrak. And, fun fa- and another fun fact, you won't even, you barely might even go over 50 miles an hour between that section. That's why it takes two hours to get from New Haven to Grand <laughs> Central and maybe an hour and a half to get from New York, uh, New Haven, the Penn Station. Right. You don't have to deal with traffic, though. No, you don't. But I'm a know, big fan you of can not sit having to deal and relax. With yeah. That's the thing. So you could just kind of kick back and relax and everything. Yep. But it shouldn't. I don't think it should be taking ninety or ninety or one hundred twenty minutes just to get from New Haven to New York on a train. That's How quick do you think you should get there? In less than an hour. You should get there in like forty-five minutes, maybe a half hour. That would be amazing. Pump it up, right? Let's let's move. That's what I'm saying. But that's up to people like y'all. Y'all have to go at the government. Hey, yo, we want faster trains. We want more reliable rail infrastructure. <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's what. Because look, the the politicians will buy their time with that. They can care less about that stuff as long as money's coming in from oil companies, car industries, and planes. That's what's going to run this country. Let's talk about politics. Fair enough. Because you have some very strong opinions. Yes, I do. As a member of our athletes fighting injustice group. You kind of you kind of took charge. You you showed up your first day and you started talking about voter registration. Yes. And getting out and vote. Yes. Why is it so important to you? It's important to me. And why and why is it important for everybody? Really. Honestly, it's important for everybody because you know as you can see what's going on in this pandemic and you know seeing how the government has you know handled handled it, especially you know you know unfortunately you know yes the virus kind of got out of control more than we expected we all kind of i don't think well none of us were expecting for it to be this bad mm-hmm. you know but unfortunately it got to that point and you know also from what i know for a fun fact from january you know the um you know people uh, the people of the president was letting him know like hey this virus could potentially be you know 
cause a you know global pandemic. I think we should get under the control of it and start shutting things some some things down. Because mm-hmm. if I think if they would that would have happened, I don't know if there would have been some sense. I think there would have been was some sense of normalcy if that was taken more under control. But it wasn't, and you know. President Donald Trump has said many times there's nothing to worry about or we're going to have a vaccine, all that. He's claimed this I don't know how many times. I'm not even going to say the number. And we're still here. We don't have any sense of normalcy. We're still going to have to worry about wearing masks, following guidelines, which as we should because that's, you know, the position that we're in now. But, I, you know, there's no reason why that we should let somebody that is pretty irresponsible and can't even put, fact, you know, simple facts together you know, putting out a whole bunch of false claims and putting people's lives in danger because he's, you know, because of his incompetence that, you know, we should keep him in office. That's just where I stand at. Yeah. And especially with the amount of hate that he's, you know, driven in his campaign, which nobody can ignore it. And you've seen the level of protesting that is going on in this level. This is the mm-hmm. most protesting of against injustice that we've seen in probably centuries and or the most that we've seen in history. So, um, you know, this should be a wake up call for everybody. So if, you know, people don't want to, you know, deal with things like these, I think it's, you know, important that you go out there and vote and you uh, choose the right people. We're going to put people, put us in the right position to get us back on track. What, what role do you want to play in the social justice movement? There's many roles that I would like to play, but I think simply the biggest role that I actually want to play is, you know, getting, being, you know, knowledgeable of this stuff. I want people to really be heavily educate i want to be the teacher i want to be the big you know the teacher i think i think that's what where in my heart is that i think that's what the ability that i was given since uh you know growing up that i can you know be a great teacher so i think you need to be educated on you know true facts and history because a lot of the things you may have read in school may not a lot of the things there may be a lot of misinformation that people don't know about you know what blacks may have had to deal with or <laughs> the history behind you know how you know, we had to make overcome something and how we're still trying to, you know, fight for, you know, equality nowadays. But, you know, but I also don't want people pointing the finger at like, oh, yeah, you're white, you got it good, this and that. You know, you'll, you'll hear stuff, people, you know, say stuff like that and, you know, yeah. you know, try to keep it appropriate, you know, some of the, you know, slangs and stuff like that. But instead of, you know, coming at each other for it, what are you willing to sacrifice for it? We all have to make a sacrifice. And nobody said sacrifice is supposed to be comfortable because that's not what a sacrifice is. So whatever I'm, I, you know, I I put some, you know, my you know my track career aside a little bit just to kind of get focused on these things. So yeah, yes, I'm still training hard, you know, still training even with you know not you know, even with the circumstances going on. So there's no excuse for that. But I just really really think people need to understand. Like, look, you know, your life is in hands. You know, if if this guy stays in office for the next four years, I don't really, I don't think America's going to be in a good position, or the whole world in general is going to be in a good position if he stays in office for the next four years. So I hate, hate to say say it's cliche, but we're in unprecedented times. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and now Definitely. and now you see everything that's happening. Never not even COVID, but it, as far as as far as as far as this, the fight for social justice has come, yes. It's given people an opportunity to stand up. And, and yes. no and I think there are fewer people in my in my opinion, this might be as you said, my white privilege sitting sitting over here saying this, but I think it, it's empowered a lot of people that normally wouldn't have. Right to step forward now, right. I, I think it. I think it resonates be, between people to come forward, and and that's that's what I admire about you is that you walked into this group where you didn't know anybody in there, showed up, and and you took control right out of the gate, and you said, "This is what we need to do." Right. And that was a, that was a topic we hadn't touched on yet. Right. 
Right, and it takes a lot of courage to do that. But like I said, as a man, especially, you know, you have to step out of your comfort zone. So that's where that, you know, that masculinity comes from. You kind of just got to let it go and just say, all right, look, this is what we can do. I can't promise that I'm going to do all the right things and make the right decisions. But I I encourage y'all to help me make those right decisions. And you guys, you know, come forward, confine, you know, confine with each other. And, you know, we'll, we'll build from that because, you know, there's going to be success and there's going to be failures. But I'd rather fail first than succeed, you know, first. Yeah. So you talk about, you know, being, you know, you want to be an educator, you know, you're a leader, obviously with AFI. Right. How, how do you, how are you an educator on, you know, to the track athletes, you know, the, the freshmen, how do you, right. how do you educate and, um, you know, lead them, you know, on the right. track? Right. Um, of course, leading by example, but I also, you know, have been there and, you know, and did that in my career. You know, when I was a freshman coming in, you know, I thought I, you know, knew everything, you know, I was a little hard headed. Um, you know, I was still, I was still very eager to learn, but I, you know, I thought that, you know, I was, I thought that I, like I said, when you still have, you know, some ego and some pride in you, it kind of, you know, sways, sways away from things that you may need to know to get your act together. And I had to clean up my act a lot because maturity wasn't on my side. Um, you know, they say, you know, men mature a little slower than women and stuff and this and that. So, you know, you had that, but you know, I still don't want to use that as an excuse because, you know, when you're in the real world, that's it. You know, your parents can't really do much about that. They can't tell you what to do anymore and stuff like that. So, and um, I kind of took a lot of the things that I learned from my parents for granted when I came in my freshman year. I made a lot of mistakes. And um, and honestly, I, you know, played my career for the, uh, even up to this date. I could have accomplished way more than I could now. And everybody may say, seem that I'm, you know, very accomplished now, but there were a lot of, um, there were a lot of flukes that I had in my career because of lack of maturity that I had. So I don't have any regrets, but it's like sometimes I'm, I'm still like I look back, I'm like kind of, you know, disappointed in myself. So I don't want freshmen to, you know, some freshmen are going to make some freshman mistakes, do some mm-hmm. freshman things. But I kind of want them to just, you know, it's OK to be, you know, vulnerableness and that just, you know, have your ears open and stay open minded, please. And, you know, if it comes down to like one night, if there's some party going on or somebody wants you to go do this and that or whatever, that's swing you away from, you know, getting your rest, eating right. Just, you know, think about how fast you want to run. Yeah. And that come, running fast comes with a price, you know. At the end of the day, when you come to college, that talent that you had in high school don't matter. True that. No, no more of way. an equal playing field, right? Right, because, you, know, you know, there's a lot more hungry people at this level now. Some people are trying to take it to the next level. Some people yep. are really trying to, you know, leave an everlasting um, pinpoint in their careers. So, you know, there's a lot of pride up in there when you step on the track. So you have to be, you know, you have to have that pride. Also swallow it, but, you know, be disciplined. So you mentioned maturity, and, you know, I was doing some research, reading your bio. I noticed your freshman, your sophomore headshots, you got a big smile on. Yeah. Junior, senior, stoic, serious. What's the reason behind that? I always find that funny. You know, you got some kids who smile. (laughs) He had his game face on. Freshman year, he's smiling. Sophomore year, he's smiling. Junior year, it's like, I'm here. The bullet train's here. It's serious. Your junior and senior picture, you know. Yeah. Was I, that I, was that part of the maturity, or you just think you were like, I'm I'm gonna be serious in these two these next two pictures. Um, that's a good question. Um, that was because the junior year, that was kind of the first year where we got you know to like do the pictures how they do it up in like you know division one level. They kind of got a little bit more uh, antique with it and everything. So um. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe I just, I, I don't know what I was thinking the first two years because I normally don't smile in my pictures. I'll definitely be honest with that. But <laughs> like I said, I guess I was really too comfortable those first two years or something. But yeah, uh, I think, like I said, when you kind of just, you know, grow into, you know, the mindset, like, okay, you know, it's time to get serious. I always kind of like to, 
take my pictures that you know make it seem like I look professional stuff like that because just an image speaks a thousand words to people so people are gonna always like when you look at somebody's image you know questions pop up in your head and they you know make inferences like you know you ever look at somebody's picture and be like oh wow this person looks like business he doesn't take you know no nonsense from nobody he doesn't have yep. time for ignorance and you know if you see a post on Instagram be like hmm yeah, she 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 looks like she looks like I you know she looks like something I got to be careful with here. You know what I'm saying? Like you see things like that. So, um, yeah, you always want to be presentable. I think that's another thing too. Always be presentable so everybody can um you know, you know, give you that uh you know when they prejudge you, they're like, okay, I think uh, I think they need to take this guy seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you never want to be going to the real world where nobody can't take you serious. Nigel, how old are you? Um, 21 years old. 21 years old. He's preaching. 21-year-old. I'm, I'm exactly twice as old as you, <laughs> which makes me feel old. But I, I think it's taken me that long to figure out a lot of the things that you're talking about now. And you, <laughs> you talk about making those mistakes and maturing. You can't get anywhere until you make some mistakes. Right. Success comes from failure. Yes, it does. And the things you talk about, not being not being complacent and and not never it's it never being enough and always constantly working and learning from your mistakes those aren't things that that a 21 year old talk talks about right that's somebody that that somebody my age or older is trying to get you guys to learn so for you to sit here in a leadership position that makes me feel really good where our track team is where where our student athletes are right now right and i applaud i applaud where you are man like i I think it's awesome because you have it kind of figured out now yeah, almost, almost. Still got some things to figure out. Coach Juan, <laughs> Coach Juan will tell you, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's watching right now. Like, and yes, Coach Juan, I've been training, so stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talk about success. For the listeners, your junior year, indoor, you set a record, a New England record at Boston University for the 300 meter. Yes. And you hold the program record for the 200 meter, is that yeah. correct? Yes, for indoors. How did it feel? Were you flying? Like that day, were you flying? Like, did it feel like, hey, I'm going to break a record today, or was it? Um, I mean, yeah, going in the week before, I was like, yeah, I'm going to break this record easy. And then while in California to the side, like, we're not going to talk about it. Just go out there and do it. I was like, I was kind of mad because, you know, me, I, I told you how I am. Like, I got the little the little Floyd Mayweather. Uh, yeah, we'll get to team, <laughs> team money, Mayweather. Me, so it's like, I got to I gotta promote it, man, because it's just, it's just like, that's what makes it exciting. So anytime I go into a race, I always want, you know, the eyes on the track. You know, everybody's engaged, like, whether people want to see me win or lose. Like, you know, the point is. I want to bring as most views in as possible, but going into that race, um, you know, I think my mind went blank, and I think I run a lot better when my mind is blank. Because when you, because you know, think is not my best thing. I have a tendency to really overthink, mm-hmm. you, know, over, you know, what I'm gonna do. But in that, and even especially in anything in the classroom, at home, or when I'm cooking or cleaning, like I just overthink every damn thing. So it's just like, oh, come on, man. So I just said, all right, mind go blank. Everything was relaxed. Uh, gun went off. I was going. And then uh, it just, I just felt this burst of energy somewhere. I'm like, this feels like I'm back in New York again. So, because, you know, I used to have such a good time running back in New York and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, I'm 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 just flying. All right, all right, just keep flying. Just keep going. So I had, you know, I came off the uh, the last stretch of the curve, came down the straightaway. You know, I was like, I haven't felt this good in a race in a long time. So, <laughs> I, you know, I dipped at the line. I was like, okay, let's see what that time was. I was like, oh. <laughs> that was easier than I thought. <laughs> Makes it sound so easy, right? <laughs> we should have like, done this sooner. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, all right, I wonder what Coach Wong's going to say. I'm like, did I do something wrong, though? <laughs> Cause <I'm, laughs> so, because I don't know, man. But, um, 
Yeah, races like those, you know, I always want to have races like those all the time. So, um, you know, I always try to go back to the race. And I'm like, okay, this is how you should be running every single other race, whether it's a 60, 100, 200 quarter mile. Um, you know, just keep it simple. So, you know, like I said, and, um, you know, and then when I broke the 200 record, kind of the same thing. It didn't really feel like, feel it. it was just like a, it was just, it went by so fast. I was just like, um, all right. I, I mean, you're like, what's next? Yeah, it's just like, okay, that's another <laughs> record. <laughs> all right. That's cool. But I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, I was just like, I was just so, I was just, I don't know, man. It was just, I, when I look back on those races, bro, I'm just like, like, it looks I feel like I can run so much faster. I'll be honest with you. I really can. That's can't. good, though. That's good. I'm just like, whoa, this felt too easy. But I'm like, why, why do I feel like I run way faster than this? And like, it's like, I feel like there's always something holding me back. I don't know. But um, it's unfortunate for the pandemic because, um, you know, Coach Waller and I was kind of talking about it over the phone uh, when I was at home, quarantine and stuff like that. It was like, you know, like, you know, the kind of shape that you were in, bro. You know, he was like, I haven't seen many athletes get in that kind of shape in, you know, college or in their careers. And, like, you know, he expected me to, you know, do something really big, maybe make the uh, Olympic trials or something like that because mm-hmm. we, we talked about it. I'm like, if you get your right, mind right, it would only take an Olympic stud to beat you. Meaning someone like, I don't know if you know who this name is, I'll just throw it out, you know, Grant Holloway. Yeah. Uh, six-time NCAA. Double A champion in the hurdles, never lost the hurdle championship. The guy runs forty three splits on the mm-hmm. four by four and stuff like that. Right. You know, he's talking about guys like that. That it'll take guys like that to beat me. So I was like, all right, well, if I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna lose to him because you know he's he's fast as you know fast as anybody. So um, yeah, looking back on that, I was like, okay. So when I come back, I gotta, I definitely gotta keep uh you know my foot on the gas. Um, I can't be scared. You know, I can't be you know overthinking and stuff like that. So um. When I go when I go back out there, I think the uh, mentality is like, look, don't take your career for granted, and you know that's where that. And again, you know, the lack of maturity, being complacent, taking things for granted, not taking my classes seriously. Um, I look back on it, I'm just like, wow, like you know, I, I don't know if God teach me a lesson or something like that, or all of us a lesson now. But um, whatever age you are, just please don't take life for granted. It's not worth it. You know, some people have you know dropped dead. Some people lost their jobs, homes. Just because of this stuff, so um, you know, if we ever get a chance to, you know, see uh, a normal life again, um, just remember times like these. Because if you haven't learned from this, then you know you're gonna, you know, have a world of trouble in the years that you have to live. See, it's 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 opportunities like this to sit down with 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 a, with an athlete like Nigel, and and really get a message out there. Like yeah. I, I, this is why I love doing the podcast. We have great people on this on this podcast, and every time every time we talk to another student, another leader pops up on my on my radar. I love it. I love I love leadership. It's my thing. And you're a great leader yourself, man. Wow. You, you bring you you know great. It takes great leaders to find other great leaders. That's debatable. I appreciate that. So so you brought up uh, Floyd Money Mayweather. Oh yeah. Is that one of your big idols? That's the main one. Always been since I was seven years old. That's awesome, and you just because he's a winner. Yeah, and everybody hates him, and I can relate to him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand how can you hate on somebody who's you know put their blood, sweat, and tears, and you know, I yeah, I get it. Some things he may do is a little distasteful, and I'm not going to disagree with anybody. But the guy, again, what's the big deal? What I always say to my teammates: discipline. When have you ever seen that guy go into a fight out of shape or taking somebody lightly, even if they was nowhere near on his level? Never. He's so good. He's so good. Very good. Very good. And, and people will always find a way to discredit him. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, but you that's talk about an- analytics. Mm-hmm. Just look at the stats. 
Punch yeah. is thrown, punch is landed. He's always dominating that, that the, category during a fight. Exactly, and he's one of the least least likely to get hit in the ring. Which, you know, it's unfortunate because, you know, a lot of people kind of, you know, don't pay to see people not get hit. They, pay, pay, you know, pay to see people get knocked out. You know, but you also got to understand, you know, these people are, you know, getting in the ring. Because I know what it's like. Getting in the ring is already enough as it is, man. You know, you, you're you risking, you know, li- you know, losing your life. You know, um, I had somebody out on the boxing gym last year, uh, uh, Patrick all day, day. Uh, he passed away from a traumatic brain injury in the ring. So uh, wow. last year. Uh, he was, um, you know, a fighter in Long Island, upcoming fighter in Long Island, you know, young dude coming up and all it took was that one fight and then he lost his life in the hospital, you know, a few hours later after that. And, you know, some, and honestly, that happens every now and then. And some fighters get hit with one good punch and, you know, they're, you know, a vegetable after that. You know, they're living on a feeding tube for the rest of their life. That's all it takes. Yeah. So they're doing this for your money and entertainment. That, that's a lot for that. And the fans will just... Never seem to understand that they everybody swears they can fight until they get in the ring with somebody that can really you know crack it down. Oh, people don't understand the sport. Don't understand how much technique goes into it. And never mind the training that goes into it. Yeah, but the technique that 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 you need to be successful in the ring is is unbelievable. Yeah, it is. And you know, and it, like you know, I was uh, shoot. I practice boxing drills myself a lot too. So um, you know, I hopefully plan on one day getting in the ring. Uh, getting in the ring again one day or something like that. But um. I got to think twice because, you know, I'm also running, you know, track right now. So, you know, if, you know, Coach Wallen hears that, you know, I got a black eye or, you know. Yeah, Coach Wallen, uh, he wouldn't appreciate that. How is it running for Coach Wallen? Honestly, man, if I could do it for the next 10 years of my life, I would do it. I would definitely do it. But I know, you know, he has to stay here and coach us other something like that, you know, something like that. But, um, yeah, he's definitely, you know, helped me stay on my feet because if I didn't, you know, when I came here on my visit, you know, I'm looking at all these other schools, you know, and stuff like that. So, but I'm looking – at the coach who has my best interest and who's gonna, you know, keep me on, you know, keep me on together. So I'm looking for, you know, the personality, uh, the philosophy is especially because I'm big on philosophy when it comes to sprinting success because philosophy is important when you're trying to, you know, run at the highest level. So I looked at his philosophy. He said, when you come in here, I want you to be the best. I want you to be the best guy in the Western Hemisphere. I said, let's do it. <laughs> so he, that, right? and, and he's been fulfilling that promise, but the only one who hasn't, like I said, hasn't been fu- all the way fulfilling that promise is, is just on me completely because I don't point fingers. So the reason why I wasn't doing what I was doing, because like I said, I took some things for granted and was a little too complacent. So Accountability is, yeah, a, no is another thing that's that's lost on, uh, on a lot of a lot of young folks today. Did yeah. you say young folks? Did you say that? <laughs> Does that Man. mean you're old? I am old. Is it time for the lightning round? It is time... For the lightning round. For the lightning round. Let's oh, you're going to pause that? Yeah. Gonna We're going to check that. that out later. Yes, we are. So it's just the lightning getting to know you around. So you're just going to ask a question. Okay. First thing that pops to your mind. Okay. Favorite music artist? Ooh, um, Tough one. All right, I'm just going to say something about the rip. Uh, Little Brother. Little Brother? Yep. Never heard of. Yeah, he's a very underrated hip-hop artist. Okay. Was he a new guy? Is he new? Or is he old? Nah, he's old. He's made one like the early two thousands. Okay. Like early, uh, late in the early nineties. I don't know him. Yeah, if you look him up, you'll definitely I've probably heard of his song before or something like that. Okay. Favorite movie? Um, you know what? Uh, Unstoppable. It's a good movie. I've seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite TV show? Favorite TV show? Uh, you know what? Everybody hates Chris. Yes. That's it. I don't know. I- is that Chris Rock? Yes, that it is. is. Yes, it is. It's a very under the radar show. That's an Phenomenal older one too. Show, great show. Anybody watching uh, him in Fargo? Him 
in Fargo. Um, is that uh, recent? Yeah, just came out of FX about a month ago. Well, let me check that out. He's doing a good job. Chris oh, Rock, good actor. Good. Yes, he is. Well, this question I think everyone's going to – you already kind of answered it. It's one talent you have that someone doesn't know about you. So I guess this talent, they already know that. So it's another talent you got. Um, Drawing. Really? Yeah. Can you draw? Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> was drawing trains, of course, when I was older. Uh, I've, I've drawn Tom and Jerry. I've drawn, like, cartoon characters, like, off scratch. That's awesome. I could just look at the photo and I could just uh, finish it in about, like, an hour or two without really too many mistakes. What can't Nigel do? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could be one animal, what would you be? Hmm. Uh, you know what? I think I'd be. I think I'd be like a leopard or something. Something fast, yeah, right? Yeah, something. He's got to be fast. He has to jungle he's, cat. He's got to go. One food for the rest of your life. What would it be? <laughs> Don't get mad at me, Coach Moon, but ice cream. <laughs> Ice cream? Yep. I love a good ice cream. There's nothing better. <laughs> nothing better. I agree 100% with you on that one. One thing off your bucket list that you haven't done yet. Oh, um, you know, I'm going to say it. I want to ride the bullet train in uh, Tokyo, in, uh, Japan. Cool. Yeah. That's a big bucket list of mine right there. Uh, one of our favorite questions. Dinner party of four. Okay. They can be deceased or alive. Who are you inviting to the party? Um, it could be anybody you said, right? Yep, anybody you'd like. Wow, uh, I don't want nobody to feel like you know left out, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say these guys. All right, all right. I don't know if they're watching or not, but we're gonna do some uh, Alex Bryce, Nick Davis, and Kyrie Johnson. You got one more. Oh wow! Um, and my man uh, Tyler Wilkins. Are those all your friends? Yeah. Nice. Long time, guys. So I like nice. that. Uh, that would be uh, nothing but jokes. Cool. And then my last uh, question. Okay. Favorite Halloween candy? Favorite Halloween candy. Mm-mm. Candy corn. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's some good I stuff wasn't there. expecting <laughs> that answer from Nigel. Uh, Nigel, we're, we're finally not on the same page, man. I, I got I to gotta vote down candy corn on that one. I was with you right yeah. up until the last candy seconds. Candy corn here. is not good. But. <laughs> Did you, a lot, you of pick everything? A, lot of, a lot of people hate, hate it. I understand. It, it could have its little aftertaste problems. I'm just like, ooh, this ain't worth it. <laughs> but it's so good in the moment. I'm just like, yeah, I could do candy corn for the rest of my life. <laughs> Well, Nigel, we really appreciate you coming on. Stay appreciative and stay disciplined. Stay hopeful. And like vote. That. And vote. Oh, yeah, big one. Please vote. Y'all got about, what, five, six days to do it? Get out and vote. Get out and, Get vote. Out and vote. I already got my absentee ballot in. I put my vote in, so I'll mail it right back, and I'm good. All right. All right, Nigel, well, thanks so much for coming on. Thank y'all for having Owl me. Our Nothing podcast is out. Remember, rate, subscribe, review. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can find a podcast. 